Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. I think we get too we get too focused on results. We have specific results that we want. We've been taught to have smart goals and be really specific about that. And I always say that smart goals make me feel dumb because if you you know if you don't hit that one very specific target um, with your smart goal, then you have failed. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you pursue your dreams without sacrificing or compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to be joined by podcaster, blogger, and author, as well as corporate leader, Krista Hutchins. Krista's going to share with us how she faced a rut in her career as a corporate leader, how she realigned her career to her values, and pursued a new thing that has given her the significance and the impact that she dreamt of making. So, that may be something that resonates with you. Maybe you're in a career where you feel stuck. How do you reinvent yourself or reinvent your career so that you are making the impact that you've always dreamed of making? So sit back and relax unless you're ironing your clothes for the week. You can do both. So get yourself ready to look dapper and get some new knowledge bombs into that noggin of yours. Here we go. All right. Hey, Krista, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Now you're over there in Louisiana, a town called or near a town called Baton Rouge. Yes, I live just outside Baton Rouge. Yep. Nice. I didn't tell you this before we hit record. Uh, my daughter, out of everybody in my family, my daughter's the one who's been to, to Baton Rouge. Uh, back when she was in ballet, there was a um, like a regional dance conference for ballet, and she got to go. And yeah, it was the first time we ever sent her on her own outside of our our reach so outside the state on our own with a bunch of other dancers and we're like wow we're sending our daughter off on her own and she was like 11 at the time maybe 12 yeah there's not too much trouble 11 year olds can get into in baton rouge so that's good yeah oh yeah we, we kept tabs on the chaperones the entire time oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she had a blast though it was really cool yeah. she was like you know, we got to go here for dinner. We did this for lunch, and they spent a they lot. They ate of time. good. They I did. guarantee they ate oh. good. If they were in Louisiana, oh yeah, good, good food. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she she enjoyed it, and then uh, I guess a couple of years later, we sent her off to New York City and somewhere in there, Phoenix. But uh, yeah, Baton Rouge that that's my connection there. Is there my we daughter. go? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have you on here because uh, a few months back, I had put it out there in a group called Christian Podcaster podcast guest, uh, which is an offshoot of Christian Podcasters Association. And uh, you stood out to me because you, you chimed in and you said, I've worked in uh, leadership roles. I've worked for corporate America. And and I was like, great, because that story will translate over to who we're trying to reach. And yeah, as I got to dig a little bit deeper into your background, I'm like, this is really cool. Like, uh, your, your story has changed, so I won't dig into it too much. Uh, but you're doing kind of what your, your sweet spot was designed to be. And, uh, you've got this ministry on one hand, you've got a, a career that you enjoy. And, uh, so I guess dial us back a few years. Uh, what was going on when you did feel stuck? Like what was your career? What was life like? And what was it that made you feel stuck? Yeah. So I, um, 
Uh, my background is in chemical engineering. So I've worked for um, in the engineering and construction industry for 30 plus years now. But um, at that time, probably about three or four years ago, I had been working for the same company for um, 20, over 20 years, almost almost right out of school. And, and I'd had a great run at the company, a lot of um, growth in my career, a lot of high profile projects and jobs and a lot of um, attention, especially in the engineering world in those days. And they were really uh, pushing the diversity and inclusion initiatives. And so I was on the kind of front wave of, of women being involved in those kind of initiatives. And so it, it was a, it was a very good time. Um, but then I hit the bump in the road and the, um, the project didn't go very well. Partly because um, of things, obviously, because of things I did wrong and also because I wasn't quite suited for the project. I wasn't quite experienced enough for it, Um, but it was it was a failure. It was the first time I really experienced true failure in my in my whole life, almost um, in terms of something that was very embarrassing for me and embarrassing for the company. And uh, and as a result, some of my sponsors um, in the company were no longer in the positions that they were to advance me and Uh and people that um, I had been kind of running parallel to in my as peers were now were now the ones who were in in the position of authority and that was very difficult for me it was um i didn't have the relationships i didn't have the network that i needed to to continue to advance and it became a very um very uncomfortable place and a place where I, I didn't enjoy what I did. And I, I knew there was no future there for me. And so I went every day to work, um, knowing I had to go, knowing that uh, I didn't see anything else. I didn't know what God was doing. I prayed and begged for probably four or five years for God to offer the way out of that, uh, out of that situation. And, and, uh, there were times when I could have just quit and said, I'm just done. I'm going to quit and I'll then I'll find something. But through the whole time, God just said, stay. Mm-hmm. I just knew he said, stay. And so I just stayed until the um, perfect opportunity opened up for me somewhere else. Um, and it turned out to be uh, with uh, some people that I had worked with before and they, they embraced what I brought to the, to the team. And that was great. So I've been doing, I've been with a different company for the last three years and I really love what I'm doing. And I saw um, God open the door and get me out of that very, very stuck place. What was it like during that time when you had it on your heart to stay but, you know, deep down, you're like, yeah, I got to get out of here. Like, my career is limited. Uh, so, what was it like for you to, to still stay? Um, how long was that period as well? Um, the the worst period was probably about two years. Um, and and it was um, it was not easy. But the one thing is I always enjoyed the work. And so, that made it a little better because I did enjoy what I did. And I was learning. And I was growing. And I did have some people who were trying to... Um, help me learn and grow in those areas where I had not been successful before. So that was, that was very good. Um, but I did feel a bit like I was spinning my wheels and I was wasting time because on at the same time is when I was kind of developing the ministry work that I was doing on the side. So there was a part of my heart that just wanted to be doing that all the time, right? So like I'm here in this job because I have to work at my job, but my 
heart is really somewhere else. So that was the hardest part, I think, feeling like I could have I could really be contributing more. I could be using my gifts and talents more in a place of service, um, but I'm still here. I'm still stuck here. And and God just said, stay. And it took, I don't think I totally understand yet why he wanted me to stay for so long, except for maybe to just wait for this opportunity that eventually did come. Now, did it feel like the safe thing to do to stick around or... uh Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. And sometimes I wondered that I'm wondered, you know, am I just, is it just that I'm afraid to take a risk? Is it afraid that I, is it, is that I'm afraid to just step out in faith and quit my job and believe that God is going to multiply the ministry that I'm building, the business um, that I'm building on the side, that God's going to provide the, the opportunity for me. I often wondered and, and prayed that. And I like, Lord, am I just being fearful? Mm-hmm. Am I just being selfish not to want to give up my position? And I just kept hearing stay. And so I just continued to stay. Don't you love it when he explains himself like that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was another time that he was equally as vague that I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a minute. But but yeah, God very rarely is crystal clear to me. He just gives me some kind of just enough uh, direction to get myself in trouble sometimes, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when somebody steps out in faith to build a project and it's not going the way you thought it would. You're like, no, seriously. Why did you put this on my heart yeah. if it's not going to come together? Uh, and there, I've learned from you know my pastor and and from stories in the Bible that oftentimes if we are exposed to a struggle of some kind, it's not because God wants to torture you or laugh at you or because He wants to pick on you or He hates you. It's the complete opposite. And so He's allowed. It's almost like, are you familiar with baseball? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I, I did some little league coaching. I played, uh, I sort of played a year in college. I was a red shirt. So I really, I practiced, but I never got to put a uniform on. Uh, and then they cut me when I couldn't be a red shirt anymore. <laughs> uh, so it was like, I got my one year they were guaranteed to give me. Uh, but other than that, I, I was not that good. Uh, played in high school, but, um, in baseball, like you have a pitcher who just struggles, you know, like he's throwing the pitch and he's probably the best guy on, on the team that day. But then gets into a just kind of a rut where he's giving up like six or seven runs or she's giving up six or seven runs and just can't seem to throw a strike. And, you know, the coach just leaves the person in there. You know, parents watch it from the stands or the fans are like, what the heck is the coach doing? Obviously, this guy is screwing up and messing up and just isn't on fire today. Pull the guy. Let's do this. Pull the guy. And the coach will just leave that pitcher in there to struggle. And it seems like the cruelest, dumbest thing in the world to do. Yet, uh, time and time again, I'll hear a coach ultimately say that, uh, he, he left the player in there because he wanted that player to learn how to get out of that jam. 
and how right. to overcome mm-hmm. that adversity because it's not just about this game. Right. It's about all the games afterwards. And I need mm-hmm. this guy to be able to find that moment where things click and make sense and make adjustments and shut down a disaster from happening. And that's going to pay off better in the long run. And so this roundabout story and analogy. Uh, so you're in this job that clearly uh, folks have decided your career is limited. You made a mm-hmm. mistake. We're never forgiving you. Uh, forget you, Krista, but hey, don't quit. Don't quit yet. Don't quit until this project is done, but yeah. then quit very quickly. <laughs> we need your skills and experience with chemicals, so uh, please don't go. Uh, but we're not going to promote you ever. And um, so that is what you're faced with. And it's like, how do you go in with grace and poise and, you know, keeping your dignity intact. So uh, the question I really I'm asking is in what ways did you grow out of those two years? I really began at that time to pour into people. And that's where I started seeing God pull the threads together of the different places that he had me. Um, because I was doing that in my ministry minded business on the side. I was pouring in to Christian creatives who were trying to build something themselves. Um, at, in my volunteer work, I was pouring into a team that I was leading there. And then in, in my work, I was pouring into, um, some young guys that they had assigned to their first construction project. Project. And so I was pouring into them and teaching them how that world of engineering in the construction industry worked. And so that part I loved. And then when the opportunity finally came for me to leave, that was the exact skill that the new company was asking for me for. They were asking me to take this you know, group of people who had not done a big project before and not, I mean, I was like three or four layers down from the top person, which is where I was used to being, mm-hmm. right? So I was three or four layers down from that. But my job was to to teach and to mentor and to to build this team. And I love absolutely loved that. And I could see how, you know, then I begin to see God's taking all these things that I thought were so disconnected. You know, we we're so good at con- disconnecting our ministry from our work. You know, ministry is working in our church and teaching Sunday school and working in the nursery or, you know, working on mission trips or whatever. And work is work. Um, but it was during that time that I began to see God pulling all of those things together and how I could use what I was learning at work in my ministry and what I was learning in my ministry in my work. And it was, um, it was just really a great, great transition out, very graceful transition out, um, into my new role. And, uh, I really love, love where I am and what I'm doing. It sounds like you have this greater sense of freedom. Yeah. You know, that- yeah. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the ultimate responsibility anymore and I have the freedom to do things that I love and to help people that um are are just really fine people and will be great, you know, be great engineers and great um great benefits to our industry. So, it's fun to work with them. Nice. So you find uh, yourself bringing your real self, not just to ministry but also your professional life? 
Yeah, I, I feel like I'm using my strengths. I'm a big on the strengths finders. And I, I feel like I'm really using my strengths in both ministry and business right now. And that's, that's really fun. It makes it fun to be in both places. And I, it allows me to be wholeheartedly engaged at work when I'm at work and be wholeheartedly engaged in ministry when I'm in ministry. And I don't feel the, the tug or the, the, the wishing that I was doing the other one um, at that time, it helps me to be more engaged. And yeah. I like that part of it as well. Love it. Uh, yeah. What my coworkers see of me when I'm in the office is exactly mm-hmm. what they would see in me if I were at home. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, or in ministry or, you know, parenting my kids. It There's, there's a lightness, I think, that comes mm-hmm. with just being you and yeah. being comfortable in that and bringing that to wherever you are. And especially if you are a Christ follower and you've got the Great mm-hmm. Commission, which is, mm-hmm. um, you know, just hang out with a bunch of other Christians, right? Wait. All right. No, it's not <laughs> no, that. It's That's not that. <laughs> <laughs> so, every Christian who listens is like, wait a second. <laughs> False prophet. I'm like, I'm not even claiming to be a prophet. So, um, but the Great Commission, for those who don't know, is to go forth and make disciples of nations, baptize them in the name of the, uh-oh, um, the, 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 the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, that's... A close quote of the actual verses mm-hmm, from Matthew <laughs> 28, 19, and 20. Something like that, so, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the last yeah. couple of lines in the book of Matthew, yeah. guys. Go look yeah. it up. Uh, and so, if you believe in that, that you're supposed to go forth and make disciples, then it's wherever you're sent, you know, mm-hmm. going forth. So, it's not just when I go forth to church or go forth to my ministry, when I go forth to work. Right. I'm being sent forth. And, and so why am I not acting in a way that, uh, inspires others mm-hmm. to kind of know more about why is it you're different and yeah. why is it your life, although it's not together, your outlook is way different than mine. It, it seems to have this right. thing called hope. Right. And, um, so I'm glad that you're able to share that part of your aha and yeah. your breaking free that you get, you get to bring the real you to both your ministry and your professional life. I love that. So uh, let's see here. So you work today as a, is it a consultant? But for my, in my job, yeah. I'm still, yeah. yeah, I'm still working full. I'm a project engineer, project manager, um, and, uh, and working on a project that is going into construction right now, which is the funnest part. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. So yeah, I do that full time. Um, and then I volunteer with Proverbs 31 um, Ministries, online Bible studies. And then I have my ministry-minded business do a new thing on the side. So the empty nest years are full. <laughs> nice, nice. Proverbs 31. Oh, shoot. So do you know somebody named Leanne Fox? Yes, I do know Leanne yeah, Fox. Yeah, I know yeah. her. I I because yeah. I was stalking your Facebook page. I, I know. Like, How do you know Leanne? So like, I meant to bring that in and bring that up. But uh, yeah. I know her personally from Corpus Christi. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. She's a really great benefit to Christian bloggers. Really, the work she's doing for them is really helpful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, random shout out to you, Leanne. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw that she dyed her hair hot pink. And I was like, what? That, that's yeah. kind of how <laughs> I, I think noticed. it's not hot. The last time I talked to her, it wasn't hot pink anymore. <laughs> oh, so she's, she just kept the picture up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you now have do a new thing.com. That's your, mm-hmm. uh, your ministry outside of work. Um, tell us more about that. Like what brought that about? What is, what is it that you uh, hope to do with do a new thing? 
Yeah. So as I was entering my empty nest years and kind of going through this difficult time at work, this was probably just before things got rough at work. Um, I began just praying and, you know, God, what do you want me to do with this season? I had done all the typical parent things, following my kids around um, in their activities and and being mom while I worked full time. And um, I knew that it, a new season was coming. And so I just began to pray about what, where do you want me to go next, God? And so um, he led me to Proverbs 31 online Bible studies as a small group leader. And that just really cracked me up because after spending 30 years in a male-dominated field as the only female in the room almost all the time, um, I absolutely am completely terrified of large groups of women. And if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be working almost um, exclusively outside of my job, working um, exclusively in women's ministry with women, I would have laughed at you because that is not my sweet spot at all. It's not, at least that's not what I felt my sweet spot was, but that's where God led me. So I went, I, I volunteered as an online small group leader and began serving in that ministry. And that's where I really began to see that God could use the skills that I had in the areas of organization, strategic thinking, strategic planning, um, details, pulling together processes and systems um, in that part of the organization. It was a much smaller uh, ministry at that time than it than it is now. And so we were doing some kind of creative things in, in online Bible studies at the time. And uh, so I kind of worked my way into the leadership um, of on, the online Bible studies division and totally loved working with these incredibly wildly creative women who had all these great big ideas and then needed some help putting those into practice. What's the next step? What's the first step? What's, you know, how do we do that? And I would get frustrated when I would hear people say, oh, we'd really love to do that, but we can't because we don't know how. And I'm like, well, we can figure out how. We can do this. We can do this thing. And so um, as I began to work in that, I just met more and more women, writers and bloggers and online business people who just they're so creative that they can't get their ideas in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Like all those, we, I worked with one lady, she said, when we started working together, it was like she had spaghetti noodles in her brain all mixed up. And then when we finished, it was like the noodles were all lined up again, like they were in the box. And so (laughs) we kind of made the noodle brain straight. And so, um, but I was, I saw this, that, God could use these skills. And I was like, okay, well, Lord, is this something I could use as a business as I, um, you know, maybe something to ease me into retirement as I get closer or whatever that looks like. Um, And God just said, serve my girls. That was the next vague instruction that God gave me. That was all there was. It didn't say anything. It didn't say what kind of thing to do. He just said, serve my girls. So I just went out, set about serving his girls. However, I could help in that area of planning, strategy, um, organization, uh, processes. And that's what I started doing. So that's what Do A New Thing is built off of, is just the desire to serve God's girls with my skills and gifts and talents that I've acquired over 30 years of being a project manager. So that's that's what I do with do a new thing. Nice. I was trying not to laugh at the same time because um, you know s- serve my girls, and I'm thinking you know Peter you know feed my sheep, and <laughs> I was like, man, you know if if God had put that on my heart when I was still a brand new believer, Jerry feed my sheep, I would have been like, 
What sheep? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about sheep? I don't know. What, uh, am I supposed to buy some sheep? Did I miss the mark? Was I supposed to buy a farm? I, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, so then I was just like, man, Jerry, you're an idiot. Get back on track. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm sharing that. I'm probably going to leave that in the episode. Uh, but uh, it, Probably because I was just about that confused as well. I didn't know what that meant. And and I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know. I mean, what am I? Am I a coach, a consultant? A, I don't know what I am. And, and one of the girls in our organization, when I was kind of talking about this, she said, Krista, you're our doer of things. And I was like, Okay, that's where it came from. That and the verse in, I- in Isaiah about you know God doing a new thing and and bringing you out of the wasteland, which is kind of where I felt like I was coming, and it all kind of tied together. So, um, so yeah, do a new thing. And actually, it's so very important. I mean, you can you can know all the things there are to know, but if you're not doing anything with that information, it, it's just useless, and you're still in that same rut. You're just now stuck in that rut with the knowledge of how to get out of it, right. uh, and it's just. I think many of us have it on our hearts to do a thing. You know, I know a guy personally that writes really well, has it on his heart to be a writer and stays where he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if this guy would just break out, write write a mini book, you know, write a booklet, you know, write a right. magazine yeah. article, something and, and just get that out there and the world will be a better place because somebody will read that, be inspired and change the trajectory of his or her life. And it's like, but, that won't happen as long as this guy holds on to what's inside his heart to do. So action so very much important to do. And I mean, you've done it. Uh, you, you even named your website after it. Do a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are paralyzed with, with that taking action because they feel like they have to know the whole path in front of them. They have to know exactly all the steps they have to take and how it's all going to work out. And, and they, they, especially I think women may be a little more prone to that because they don't want to make a mistake and they don't want to feel like they're wasting time and resources that could go to their family. And they're so pent up about making sure they know exactly how it's going to go. And what I I really try to encourage people um, to, you just really need to know the, basic place where you're headed and the first few steps. Then as you take those first few steps, clarity comes from action. And so take those first few steps and then you will become clear on the next few and the next few. Because you can waste a whole lot of time mapping out all the steps from here to there, but I can 100% guarantee you that it is not going to go that way. And so all that time you spent figuring out those steps, it's probably wasted because (laughs) it's not going to go that way. And God will show you the steps one after the other, but it all comes from taking that first step, that first small step. And then that step of action will bring clarity and direction on where you go next. For this, I always talk about the man at the pool of Bethesda who was sitting there with all the excuses of why he couldn't get in the pool. That when the water stirred, he couldn't get there fast enough. He didn't have anybody to help him. He had all the excuses of getting down into the water to be healed. And then Jesus came along and Jesus just said, get up and walk. And so he, in faith, got up and took that first step. And then Jesus negated all of his excuses. He didn't need to get to the pool. He didn't need anybody to help him. He didn't need that path that he thought he had to take. 
That's not where Jesus had him. Jesus just said, get up, take the next step. And he did, and he was healed. And so I think that is that is how we can look at our first steps is that all the things people say we have to do, we, you have to start a website, you have to do your social media, you have to be on Instagram, all those things you may have to do to build a, a ministry or a business online. Those are all the things you have to do. All you have to do is listen to what Jesus tells you to do in that first step. Take that first step, and then he'll tell you the next and the next. And it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, somebody who's expecting to hear step one is going to be this, and step two is going to be this. It's like, no. (laughs) No, that doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mean, if we're all wonderfully and uniquely made, um, there's more than one way to, for lack of a better phrase, skin a cat. Now, you also have a podcast, Just One Simple Thing Podcast. Yeah. And so you've got, you know, do a new thing. And I remember listening to the trailer of that show and you're like, are you tired of the top 10 ways to change your life and the top 15 ways and the top 101 ways? And I was cracking up because it's so true that you know, list articles or listicles are kind of the way of the, the world right now when it comes to blogging and uh, just content creation. And you're working specifically with creatives, Christian creatives. And you were like, well, what about just one simple thing? And I think I already know the answer because we were just talking about it. You're like, you you listen for Jesus and he'll tell you that one thing to do next and the one thing to do next. So, um, I think I just killed my own question by thinking that through. What? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But um, you're, what, 14, 15 episodes in already at the time we're recording this. And so tell us about like the theme of that show and where they can listen to it and and why you created that for your listeners. I always had people for a long time telling me I should start a podcast. I've been blogging and in, in, in this on the website for about six years. So I had a ton of content um, that was sitting on the website and and I wanted to do a, a podcast, but I thought they all had to be like yours, right? It all has to be an interview and it all has to be an hour and it has to be complicated. And so a business coach told me, no, do a podcast, short 10, 15 minute episodes and just cover one thing. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. So, um, that, so it's all around every, every episode. I, I have one thing that we talk about and I may give, you know, three or four points about it, but at the end, there's one simple action step. It's either one thing to do or a worksheet that you can fill out or a template you can use or a, a social media post, you know, tell me about this on social media and tag me so I can come cheer you on, you know? So one simple action step at the end. So you're not left at the end wondering what do I do with all this information? And it's, it's only, they're typically less than 10 minutes, um, nine to 10 minutes. And so whatever you heard, you can still remember it. When I tell you (laughs) what the one simple thing is, you're not like, okay, what was point one? No, you can remember it. It's short. So, so yeah, that's the thing, not to overwhelm people um, and to, to really validate that taking one step, doing one thing, doing one new thing every week is progress. Um, I think we get too we get too focused on results. We have specific results that we want. We've been taught to have smart goals and be really specific about that. And I always say that smart goals make me feel dumb because <laughs> if you, you know, if you don't hit that one very specific target um, with your smart goal, then you have failed. And so I really um, think we can pro. Um, focus more on the process and the progress and focus on one thing at a time and one step at a time and celebrate the process, celebrate the progress and be happy with where God's leading us without focusing on the result so much. Um, 
So that's one thing I really encourage people to do. Just just do one thing, take those results, and then do the next thing. Yeah. And when you do that one thing, I, I'd say even celebrate that win. Mm, like, mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah. I won the day. Yeah. Uh, yep. Now I can go and mess yeah. up the And rest if you of win it. enough days, you're going to win a month. And if you win enough months, you're going to win a year. And, exactly. And then you're going to look back and you're going to realize how far you've come in, in the time that you took each step that God led you on. Yes. Gosh, well, we've covered a lot of good stuff. I mean, just, you know, the time you were stuck uh, mm-hmm. in your own job and just staying put, uh, for the time that you were called to stay put and then the growth you got out of that. So there, there is value in kind of pulling up the bootstraps and putting on the best attitude you can, not a fake attitude or a fake smile, but really truly your best attitude that you can. And if you do that you do that every day, you grow from it. Other people start to notice you and then you get the job you have now in your case. And, I've come across other folks that have been in the same, like uh, not the same situation, but very similar. Like I knew of one guy who had um, gotten laid off, you know, like fired from his job, uh, well, laid off, I guess a little different. So here he is unemployed bills to be paid, a family to support. And I met him uh, on a men's ministry um, service project. And this guy who just got laid off is here moving furniture, no job has a family of his own to support. Here he is moving a couch, moving a fridge, moving a washer dryer. And um, like, I didn't know the guy had lost his job. I didn't know he had like the last 20 bucks in his pocket and it was meant for him to buy lunch and put some gas in his car to go home. Because, and I didn't know that because he was serving and serving that family. Um, and then people just got to talking with him like, Hey, we don't see you around much. Uh, what are you up to? And you know, how long have you been going to church? And, uh, and his story just eventually came out. And so here we are lifting up the, the ex-wife and kids in prayer and service. And then somebody just said, Hey, by the way, this guy just lost his job, has only 20 bucks to his name. What can we do there? And I remember that guy wound up leaving with a job. That wasn't, wow. yeah, like <laughs> he didn't go there to find a job. And so right. if you're listening, I mean, those of you listening, don't think that I'm saying you lost your job. Now go do a service project and somebody's going to hire you. That's not guaranteed. Uh, but I'm, I'm just now as I'm recalling the story, thinking about everything this guy had gone through that day, you know, he's seeing a broken family and it just made him love and cherish his family all the more. Uh, I'm getting choked up thinking about it and talking about it. Um, he felt good because even though his life wasn't going well, he made somebody else's day brighter and then the the total end of the day you know he he has a job he has some money to take care of his family for the end of the week and uh, it just blew my mind and all that because he just faithfully said i need to draw from some other men who are christian i need to draw from a group of like-minded people and i just need to give i need to serve i need to not make this about me and when he did that like the world just opened up for him in that moment so. Yeah, I've seen that time and time again. You know, you, when you ser- when you come with a spirit of service, um, just like Jesus did, to 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 help other people realize their dreams, for to help other people um, get where they need to go, then God just it just you just get taken care of. It just happens. I don't know how it happens, but, um, but it happens in different ways. It may not be in the way that you expect it. It could be in other blessings and other uh, opportunities and, and just the a peace and a, a settledness in your spirit when you have been about serving and serving God's people um, and serving the people that, that um, 
that God puts in front of you. Yeah. And it's, it's so amazing to me um, because these stories are the result of other people who are thinking of the needs of others. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, gosh, goosebumps. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, now, one of the things that you've got uh, through your, your website, uh, do a new thing dot com. So I'm, I'm going to keep plugging that over and over um, <laughs> is you lit. So I, have a show that's about getting unstuck in faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibilities. So you live a life with purpose and intentionality uh, beyond the rut. You literally have a quiz about what type of stuck are you? Yes. <laughs> and so that was a big aha for me as well. Like, you know, before I even like gave you the link to be on the show and all that stuff. Um, so you mentioned before the show that there's like kind of three different levels of being stuck. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that without giving away the quiz? Because I think the quiz is the tool that helps you hone in on which type of stuck you are. Uh, but maybe it's important to know what kind of stuck is there out there. Yeah, I have found um, as people who are in any, I guess, really any situation, whether you're wanting to build a career, build a, a business, build something online, you know, uh, build a, a new dynamic in your family, whatever you're trying to accomplish, there's kind of three phases you go through and you you hit a wall in each phase. And that's how, where you're stuck. So people start out usually as daydreamers and they have some vague idea that there's something that God wants me to do. I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I may have a little bit of vision, but I'm not really sure. And I'm really dreaming about it, but I'm not sure what it looks like. So that's the daydreamers. And then once they get past that wall, the next place people get stuck is as an idea factory. Now they kind of know what they want to do, but they have 10 million ways that they could do it. And they have all these ideas swirling around in their head like a big tornado, and they're not sure what they what they need to do next. But then once they do that and they get themselves a plan, the next place they get stuck is uh, what I call the go-getter. So they've got a good plan. They know where they're headed, but they can get distracted by shiny objects. Um, they don't quite finish what they started. They, um, they, they make some progress, but then they get distracted over here somewhere else. And so they need some accountability. Those people really, go-getters need some accountability. And so the quiz will help you identify where you are on that in that process and then give you some resources to help you get from one spot to into the next area. So it's a fun quiz. It's fun, fun, some fun answers to take. Um, and then you immediately get a, a good download of resources of, and some tips of and a checklist. Everybody likes a good checklist. Oh, yeah. So you get, a, you get a checklist of things to do to get unstuck and move into the next place where God has you going. Yeah. And if you're thinking checklist, schmecklist, uh, just keep in mind uh, that plane you rode on at some point in your life took off and landed because of a checklist. Right. <laughs> the guys who do the yeah. repairs followed a checklist. A checklist. Um, yeah. You know, that surgery you had, uh, that team followed yeah, a checklist. Checklist. You know, so yeah. checklists have value. Uh, now, where can people go to find that quiz to get that checklist and all the other resources? com slash quiz. Quiz. That's easy. And if you don't know how to spell quiz, Q-U-I-Z. There you um, go. <laughs> it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Um, and final word of wisdom before we go. You know, just do the thing. Whatever it is that God's called you to do um, and that you feel you need to do to get out of the rut where you are, figure out what God wants you to learn in that rut and then take the step to get out. He He will help you and will guide you from one step to the next and not leave you in that stuck place 
with no reason. When you're in the stuck place, look for what God's trying to to show you. Um, what can you learn in that stuck place? And because whatever that is that God's trying to teach you in that place is what you're going to use when he gets you out of there. Nice. I love it. Krista, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks for making the time. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And it's been a very fun conversation. I can't wait to hear how it all comes out. <laughs> now, I hope you got some good value out of this episode. And the best way you can pay us back is to pay us bo- forward. To pay us forward. So, however you're listening to this episode right now, click that share button and share this episode with somebody you know whom you feel will get a lot of value out of it just like you. Now, you can also check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 277. There you'll find links to Krista's blog, her website, her podcast. Actually, all those are on the same place, which is really cool. But we'll also include how you can connect with her in social media. And we'll also link some past episodes of similar corporate leaders who reshaped their lives, reinvigorated themselves, and got out of that rut to live the life they always dreamt of living. Now, I'm glad you joined us this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.